What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Joel Friday TV podcast. I am Joel Friday. Bienvenido. Welcome to the show. Amazing. It's Tuesday. Hold on one second. So much stuff going on. I think I might have forgot to go live on IG. <laughs> I think I might have forgot to go live on IG. It's okay. We're going live now. So much new things happening. But watch, soon I'm about to be so fast with this, guys. You guys are not even going to know I don't have an audio engineer. I'm going to be like Nick, switching through everything solo. But we're here, and it's Tuesday. Do me a favor. Before we get started, hit that like button, smack it, later smack down on like, subscribe, and share button. Tell your people's 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 about the show so we can get the subscribers up and a message out. Do it now. You still got time. We got some stuff we're going to get into today. You don't want to miss it. Topics to be covered. You've heard it said that seek happiness. Everybody wants to be happy, right? But everybody's version of happiness is not the real version. So we're going to talk about shedding happiness and finding peace because that's what we want. We want peace. So we're going to talk about finding peace and shedding happiness. And I have some clips I want to show you guys of some interesting stuff. And we may cover some other things. You know what I mean? We may cover some other things and switch up the topics. So we'll see what happens. But um, for whatever reason, if you want to call in and talk about whatever's going on in the show or, you know, anything that comes to mind, you can call in at 888 775 3773-888-775-3773, and we can talk, right? Instagram, what's going on? Hi, Instagram. We're live on Instagram. Shelly says hi. Hi, Shelly. Um, lastly, if for whatever reason you cannot call in but you still want to you know, you have some interesting input or you have a comment or question, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash TV. the link in the description, and send a question or comment or just support the show. Send a donation. And if that's too complicated, you can go directly to the YouTube chat box, which is um, on the right side. I, I, it's, I guess it depends on what type of device you're using. But you can hit the Super Chat button in the chat box and you can send your question or comment and I will read them live on air, and we can do it like that. So you do have that option. Amazing stuff, right? We are on all audio podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts without video and you prefer listening that way, we are on all those platforms by going to Joel Friday TV or Joel Friday TV Podcast, and we'll pop right up. All my shows since day one are up there. So check those up. Check those out. Nice. Hey, chat. Shout out to my moderators. Holding it down. Nick. Uh, James. JLP. Zenny. CSAL. Kaya. And maybe more to come. But shout out to them holding it down in the chat. Um... <laughs> I did get a a coffee. I got a. I wanted to read this. Buy me a coffee, yesterday, but didn't get a chance. So I'm gonna read it real quick, and then we'll get straight to the topic. 
Uh, Carver said, hey, Joel, when you... Oh, this is the... Whatever happened to Noah's Arkansas from the JLP show? Excellent job with the show. I don't know what happened to Noah's Arkansas. Good question. I don't know where he went. A few people haven't been around. Hot computer smell. Noah's Arkansas. Get a job. We're missing a few folks. But I appreciate the donation. Um, and then Carver sends a donut and says, on buy me a coffee and says, "Hey Joel, when you and Nick finally get these two blonde Christian girls on the on a double date, make sure to figure out which one, which one you are each going to. Oh, make sure to figure out which one you are each going for beforehand. <laughs> no, you got to figure out in person. You got to go feel, feel the vibe out, see who you vibe with more." But um, <laughs> thanks for the donation. I'm just messing around. Appreciate it, Carver. Uh, anyway, I'll get back to those Super Chats. Let me, let me start the show, the topic. Um, I uh, Nick had covered this, the American Anchor Baby, which his show comes on after mine Monday through uh, Thursday. Um, at 12 p.m. Pacific time. And you can always check his show out. He covered this briefly, like a clip from, um, not exactly what I'm going to talk about, but he covered a clip from this podcast called Girls Gone Bible. Um, and it's these two Christian girls who, um, you know, they believe in God and they talk about the Bible and they read the Bible, study the Bible, and then they, they go on their podcast and talk about relationships and all kinds of stuff. But they refer to the Bible a lot. So um, Nick played a clip of them. And um, I remember seeing that episode but not watching it. And then when he played it, I was like, oh, interesting. The connection was made. So I'm like, let me go back and watch it. I went back and watched it. And they said so many interesting things. And some of the things that they said that was interesting, it wasn't intentional that they were meant they they were trying to be interesting. It was just things that I learned about how they presented certain things. So I want to talk about that, uh, a couple clips from that. And I know it was a little cringy to watch on on um, <laughs> Nick's show, so I'm sorry I have to put you guys through this again. But don't be so judgmental. You know what I mean? Hold your breath. But it's just so important what they're talking about that, that I want to uh, get into. And um, this whole idea of happiness is so bizarre. It's so bizarre. And I get it because I used to think the same way. But it's so bizarre this idea of happiness, because happiness, the way the world teaches it, is not happiness, it's emotion. And the happiness the world teaches comes and goes. It's not permanent. So I want to shed that and like talk about the real deal. But I'm going to give you guys some examples. So this first clip is from that episode. I'm going to pause and play a couple times. 
maybe once, maybe twice, so I can give some commentary in between. Um, Cause there's a specific point I want to make. So pay attention, listen up, and let's get to it. So we're on our way to this worship night, and I see that Ari's not really feeling good. And she's like, she's just like a little anxious, and she's, how are you feeling? You tell him. She wasn't feeling good. I wasn't feeling good. And then we get to the worship night and we go into the bathroom. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, who is that? Like, I just didn't feel like myself. And I'm I'm pretty good most of the time. But today was just, I don't know what happened. We're in the car and she's like not talking to me. And I'm like, hey, can I pray for you? Can we pray? And she's like, no, I don't want to pray. So I'm like, yeah, this girl has demons. (laughs) So I'm going to pause right there real quick and we'll get back to it. So. What she's explaining, what this girl is explaining is that um, she was having just an off day, right? They're going to this worship um, service um, that they were invited to, and she was explaining how she was just having an off day. She didn't just feel like herself. She felt off and down and low. And we all can relate at some point. We've either went through that or go through that, and we all can relate those off days, right? But... What we don't tend to realize oftentimes, 100% of the time, we don't tend to realize is that what that, that feeling is of being off is the ego dying, right? The ego starving for more attention, the ego wanting some type of satisfaction. And in those moments, we think that it's like that pain that we're feeling or that moodiness is like a a means of an escape. Like, how do we feel better? Let's get back to our normal self, right? But what that really is, is the ego is it's trying to die. It's trying to die so you can live, but we won't let it die, right? We keep wanting to feed it to feel better again. But it's really the ego starving, looking for more satisfaction, right? So we have those moments. But let me go on, and then I'll explain more. So that's what she's experiencing. And so we're literally at the front of this altar call, face down. We're face planted. We're bawling our eyes out. I mean, we are... We're holding each other, <laughs> laughing, crying. And the truth is about me and Ari, like, if the spirit is moving, we are going to catch it. We don't, care. We don't oh, know how to not be dramatic in our relationship with Jesus. We will be bawling our <laughs> eyes out in the middle of, like, and it's just, like, such an inappropriate time. Anyways, so tell them about when the demons left. Like, I don't want them to think I'm nuts. But I felt something come off of me. I can't explain it. And we're in the car, and I, I looked at her, I go, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> so basically, they went down to an altar call at this event, and they, like, caught the Holy Ghost, and they were feeling it, and then um, they were having this just religious experience, and then they got down to their knees and worshiping God and all these things. And in her words, she's saying that um, after that, that that moodiness and that feeling of the ego dying left her, right? So now she was cured again, and she said, I'm back. But do you know what that was? In my opinion, right? Is that she got that emotional high again from this worship and this, like, praising God, this excitement, this whole ordeal that they went through. You could watch the episode where they talk about it. Um, this whole ordeal that they went through um, at this worship service And they got that excitement back, that high back, those emotions back, right? 
on fire for Jesus where they think that it's it's the Holy Spirit. And they may have learned a couple things and like the message may have been good, but those emotions are what they're feeling, right? And when she says she's back, she's back feeling good again. She's back in emotions. She's back in happiness and excitement. And I thought that was so deep to me because... We have to really be careful and watch this because Satan's biggest weapon is getting us to feel comfortable, right? And what he does is that he creates, he put a life around. He's so, you really got to understand the way Satan works because he's so creative and so deceptive in a, in a, in a smart way. And you really got to like get to know yourself and learn this because he creates a life around your life that is reliant upon emotions, feeling good and all these things. And you start to circle your life around satisfactions, ego, ego things. Right. And as soon as you start feeling off, which is you like coming back to your senses um, it's like a, uh, a dog, a, a dog shock collar, you know, like when the dog does bad or he does something he shouldn't do, he gets shocked. That's like what it is. It's like, as soon as the ego start dying, it's like a shock. And then people don't want to go through that. They rather get back in line. And that's how Satan sets up everybody's life in the ego. Everybody is just within the confines of emotions. And if you step out a little bit to really see God, then you get hit with the shock collar, which is the ego, you know, dying and crying out. And then you go back into the emotions, right? That's what happened to her. She's so used to, and this is my opinion, she's so used to this excitement and this these feelings and these emotions that she identifies with that now as her normal self. So now when her ego was dying and she wasn't feeling good, which is actually on your way to finding God, right? The present moment. But when she was feeling that she felt off, she felt not herself. She looked in the mirror and didn't recognize herself because her identity is in the confines of emotion. So finally, when she got her emotion back, she's thinking that that's God. Amen. We back to ourselves, But it's really emotion. It's really highs. Right? Highs and lows. And that's what 99% of the people who deal with, even the people who are waking up, everybody deals with that until we truly start to really see and overcome. Right? Even the people who are awake, that's why we all got to watch ourselves. It's easy to get caught up in those because we've We've identified with those feelings for so long that it's hard to recognize them as not us, right? But until we are willing to endure that ego, endure that shock, and go through it by first understanding it, right? You got to first obviously understand that it's, it's really not you. And um, it's the emotions and it's the identity and all these things. Then... Once you realize that, then you'll be able to walk through that and endure it. But we have to endure it because that's Satan's, that's Satan's biggest weapon is getting us to believe something that's God 
That's not. Because if we believe it's God, oh, we're holding on to it. Because it's God. It's from God. And no matter how much we mean well, we're, de we're deceived. So <laughs> I had to show that to you guys because um, that's what every human being deals with or has dealt with. And that's what we need to overcome is we have to allow the ego to die. We have to allow it to die and start to re renew our minds. God has to renew our minds, but in the understanding that the pain is not, um, does not mean run away. It's actually an opportunity. Pain is not from God. God doesn't give pain. Pain is from evil, right? That's Satan. But it's an opportunity that God allows so you can endure and go through. So you can experience and suffer and discipline yourself from um, losing yourself every time it comes up. But just being still and going through it and allowing it to take its course. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only way to find peace is we got to shed this whole idea of happiness and these emotions and all these things. And we have to learn not to be deceived. It's a mess. By the false version of things. And at the end of the day, we just have to trust in God. We just have to trust God that he's going to lead us in all things. Because we can't be sitting up here stressing about, um, oh, I need to make sure I'm doing this. I got to make sure I'm aware. I got to make sure I'm doing a silent prayer. I got. You shouldn't be stressing about these things. You should naturally let yourself learn and grow. But I just wanted to make it clear that uh, what she's feeling is what most of us have felt or are feeling still at times, right? Even if we're waking up. So, what a mess. And uh, JLP had said out in, the, um, out in the office earlier today, what did he say? He said, it's so interesting how uh, people are happy to hear the truth. Like, a good message or like some insight, but when it's time to actually live it, we don't do it. And I was so true. What he said, it's like, we hear the truth and we're like excited about it. Like, yeah, we got some insight. Like, yeah, like that makes so much sense. Wow. That's deep. But when it's really time to start using that, we can't go about it. And the reason why is that Sean had made a good point, and I want to add to it. Sean had said that in those moments, um, that moment of doing, doing the right thing or doing what you see to do is boring, right? It doesn't bring some type of satisfaction. It doesn't bring this type of, like, holy experience that we're hoping to feel while we're going through it. And that's so true. And what that is is that boredom is just that pain, Right. Of enduring the ego, letting the ego starve. 
letting it starve out because that's really what it's saying. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Give me more food. Give me more stuff. Give me more things so I can feel better. That's all the ego is saying. But we got to let it starve itself out. And it ain't easy, but that's the commitment. Life can't change until um, we learn to endure. And it's just like so crazy how it really comes down to enduring. And eventually we'll get, I think JLP also mentioned at one point, eventually you get to a point to where um, you no longer have to endure the pain because you catch the thoughts before it can even bring the pain. You know what I'm saying? And if you catch those thoughts before the pain can come, you'll never have the pain. And you'll always be in the present with God at all times. Lord have mercy. But that's that's where it's at. We got to endure the ego. And to remember that the pain is an opportunity. Be grateful for it because that suffering is an opportunity for you to endure. And life is on the other side of that. The more you silence the ego, the louder the spirit gets and vice versa. That's just how it is. But I hope that made sense. I wanted to share that with you guys. You can call in at any point, 888-775-3773. Let me do this real quick because... I want to make sure that works. We notice we have a pocket mask configured. Boom. Cool. I put the call in number there. 888-775-3773. Uh, let me see what you guys are saying here. What a mess. And I have some more... Uh, Northwest clips for you. Lord, she, that girl on a roll. <laughs> Marcus says, Joel, are you speaking from experience or from Jesse's experience? I always only speak from my experience. I, I mean, I have spoken, you know, I have like did it the other way, like, you know. But um, I've learned to, and I'm not trying to be like holier than thou or nothing like that, but I've learned to recognize my own voice and recognize, um, what I believe to be true. And that's God's doing. And, um, so no, I ain't just copying, um, Jesse's words, but what Jesse's saying, the things that I end up saying as well are just the things that I believe to be true. So it's just a, from one brother to a next. But I get what you mean, Marcus. You're probably like a a, a hater. 
But haters gotta hate. I, I, I hear that uh, C-Cell be banning people in my chat. Hey, I give C-Cell permission to ban people. Right? If she, if, hey, she's using her best discretion. But if you guys uh, feel like she's banning people uh, un unrightfully, you can state your case. And then we'll see what to, we'll see what to do from there. But listen, there's a reason why I make certain people mods. I ain't just, I ain't just closing my eyes and picking people. And it's not like I just fully like know who C Sal is, but you kind of can get a sense. So if she banned you, you might have been acting up. You know what I mean? But also, my female mod, C Sal and Kaya, let's also make sure that we're not in the we're we're banning from logic and not in the uh, the emotions or the the female moments. We want to stray from those, right? We want to ban from pure truth and insight and understanding at all times. Anyway, uh, let me get to some more of these chats here. Carver. Oh, did we read Carver? Oh, yeah. He talked about the two, the two Christian girls. That's funny. Uh, let me check YouTube here. Matthew with the donation on YouTube. Super Chats and says, super, super. Thank you, Matthew. Let me see the Instagram chat real quick. And then I'm going to play you guys another clip. Uh, What's up? IG, my peeps in IG. All is well. All is well. Thanks for tuning in. We got some Louisiana folks in here. Might be my cousins. <laughs> For whatever weird reason, I don't know if anybody else does this, but when I hear people, when I see people who are, like, from Louisiana, even though I wasn't born there, right, but, like, a lot of my people, a lot of my, like, family member was. But when I see people from Louisiana, I, like, think in my head that we might be cousins. Am I the only one that does that? All right, that might be my cousin. What's the last name? <laughs> Nice. Um, so I was also on. We got some lines open here, folks, so you can call in 888-775-3773. Guys, I got to just show you some more Northwest. Like, why is this child the one that's like bringing the inspiration? What's going on here?
Why is this 10-year-old, 11-year-old, 12-year-old? I don't know how old she is. Why is she the one that's bringing the light? How come she's the one? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you guys don't always, you don't agree with me entirely on that. But she got she came at it again. I guess there's a bunch of clips from her all over the internet of her just like speaking up that I didn't know existed. But I want to play another one. Let me see. Um Oh, and if we have time, I want to show you that guy that was talking to Nick Fuentes, that 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 weirdo. Let me see. There's a way to be honest and not hurt people's feelings. So I want you to learn that because there's oh, a way shoot. to say, you know, Sorry, I, tried to I might not love that. You know, I might not love your necklace right, or your outfit, but I'm just trying to support you because, you know, whatever you like, you know. Like yeah, that was a good start. North won't lie, and that's amazing. So I'm trying to teach her, like, you don't need to just jump in and annihilate people for no reason. Like, there, there's a way to soften it up and just not hurt people's feelings. So, <laughs> she, North obviously goes to these fittings with her mom, and she's constantly correcting her. Like, that looks like this. That looks like that. And obviously Kim feels a certain way and she wants her to like be nicer, but she's just being honest and she's 11, 12. And yeah, you should always be respectful. And Kim is making a point that she don't want to be out of pocket with speaking the truth. But she's 12 years old. You know what I mean? She's speaking how she sees and she means well too. She's just doing how she sees to do it. But she was being honest where am I like, uh... Come on, Ma. Let's be real here. And I think Kim had said at one point, she was like, she was like, um, I don't care how it looks. I mean, I don't care how it feels. I don't care if it's uncomfortable. It just has to look good. Does it look good, North? And North was just like, you look like the moon. She said something like that. <laughs> and... She's just being real, and thank God for her, Kim, having a daughter like that. And Kim may not recognize it, but I think she does, obviously. Because the industry will have you acting up. I've been in it, I've been in it a little bit, and I know, like, the demands that they expect out of you, and they'll have you acting up, and then you'll go with it because of all that it offers, right? And it'll have you thinking that you're... It's not that bad and it's fine and because you don't have nobody in your inner circle that's keeping her real with you and telling you, like, this is too much. You need to relax. And at one point, Kim had Kanye saying that, and maybe Kanye did it too much. That's possible. But when they broke up, she probably thought she was free, but now Kanye's daughter is right there holding the torch uh-uh, mom. That's inappropriate. You look crazy. Amen, Northwest. Amen. And a woman, too.
No, Kevin, how I, I used to just be uh I used to just to be a dancer. So I used to be like in the industry a little bit and they used to like um I remember one time for an audition I went in and they told me to take off your shirt and they wanted to see all the guys shirtless. And before the even audition started, we even danced yet. They just wanted to see everybody shirtless so they can then choose like, you know, if your body looks good enough to be in the audition. So that was one. One time you had to take off, like, strip down to the, the underwear. And they say it's because they want to see, like, the specs. And part of it may be that, but as part of it is just being inappropriate. My little brother was in the industry for a little bit, too. Or, or he would go on auditions, and I would be there, too. And then, like, they used to, he used to be, like, seven years old, eight years old. i say one time he was probably, like, 12. And they are trying to get... um him and this other girl or in the in the audition to kiss or something. Or, like, they would, like, make them imagine sexual things to make them, like, act out certain things naturally. It was just weird stuff. Weird stuff. Um, because the industry is only setting on making more money and... Um, popularity so they're gonna do they're gonna they're gonna ring the uh the sensual sexualized bell as loud as they can because that's what sells so they're not thinking about morality they're not thinking about what's good and what's right they're thinking about what people want to see and people want to see the the sensual things so and you either get with it or you don't and I'm grateful that God allowed me to not be okay with certain things. So, yeah, my 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 little dance career in the industry was short lived. So I I didn't see enough. I didn't see much. But anyway, but I seen enough, and I heard enough. I got industry friends. Man, I see them change. I seen I I've watched and continue it still to this day. I watch I I've like literally watched the innocence leave children all the time. All the time. Like you can see them have that like twinkle in their eye of like the innocence and God being there and then I can see it leave gone. Gone, so gone. I've seen it multiple times. It's crazy. It's crazy to see. It's crazy to watch and experience. Because you know what's going on, but then when you try to tell them about it, they hate you for it. You try to save their life. And then they look at you like the devil. Anyway, let me get to some calls. 888-775-3773. Let me get to some calls. Uh, Zenny out of Canada. De facto producer Zenny. How's it going, man? Hey, what's up, Joel? How's it going, brother? All is well. How are you? Nice. Good man. All is well. All is well. 
Um, so I thought I'd just call in, you know, some backup for you today. Um, nice. So you're just talking about pr- the prance industry, right? Prancing. Right. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> Zenny is a dancer himself. B boy. Yeah. Yeah. B boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, break dancing. If you didn't know what that that is, probably people don't even know what it is. Right. Right. True. <laughs> they probably think it's something else. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so I've been in the prance industry. Also, I did some acting, some child acting. Nice. And you know what? I, I was gonna say. I think um, light skin people who are half black and half white are in high demand these days, right? Yeah. And they even That's were true. back then, like yeah. back in the day. Like, uh, but even now, like because you know, white people aren't allowed to be on commercials anymore, unless they're with like a, a black person in a relationship. Right. <laughs> like fully right. white families are just not allowed on TV anymore. It's rare to see, I'll tell you that. Yeah. So the light skins are, are cleaning up. Yeah. You know, all, all the white rolls that would be <laughs> we're getting all those rolls. That's an interesting but, point. That's true. Yeah. That's one thing I was gonna bring up. But I was gonna one thing I was gonna ask you specifically. Yeah. I know one of your taglines are people like to say, He black or uh, he yeah. black, you know, pronounce the full word the whole way. But um do you do you consider yourself black? Like, do you think of yourself as a black person? That's a good question. I it I realized recently, not realized, but um, I mean, I've always just seen myself as a uh, black, like meaning like I see how people see me, and mm. I just kind of recognize that for what it is, but. Um, I don't know. I'm mixed though. I'm mixed. So I also realized that I can't, I can't just only say black because my mom makes up of a lot of white. So she's Creole, which is a mixture of things. But the most of the mix is French, which is European. So, um, that's a big part of, that's a big side of me that also is there. So it's not like I can just walk around and say, Hey, I'm just a black guy. No, I'm a mixed, I'm a mixed person. So I I just go, I just, when, when I remember, I just say mixed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Actually, I'm the same way. Like I'm half, half black, half white. So the whole, I feel like it's like something that you have to kind of, you, you struggle with as, as like a teenager and stuff like, where do you fit in? I mean, you yeah. know, depending on what type of school you go to, yeah. how diverse it is or whatever. But um, I think at a certain point, you just kind of realize that you're not either of them, but yeah. you're both of them at the same time, and right. you just kind of have to represent both. I mean, other people, obviously, when they see you on the street, yeah. they see your hair, they see your skin color, like, oh, that's yeah. a black guy. And but that, if, they really get, if they really get to know you, then they'll right. see that, you know. You're more than that. Right. You're more than just a black guy. Right. No, I <laughs> I agree. <laughs> to be honest, I never even can. Cons- I don't look at like like to give a better example. When I see somebody short, I walk around yeah. somebody that's short. I don't ever mm-hmm. look at them as like, oh, that's a short person. And I don't ever consider. I don't ever look at me as a tall person. Right. I'm just like mm-hmm. seeing people in as as I see them. So that's how I feel about with my race, too, is that, like, I don't ever identify with being black or white. I just am living my life doing what I'm doing, and I don't even think about color, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. I never really think... I mean, obviously, it's it's evident when you see certain things or certain behaviors that you can kind of, like, generalize as a, a sp- specific race. But 
I don't know, I, I never like saw myself as a color either. I just was like, this is just what I am. Obviously the world tries to put you in these things, but I didn't go to a black school. I went to a mixed mm -hmm. school at that as well. So I never yeah. had that like indoctrination. Where did you go to school though? As being a mix, Danny, did you go to a, a black school, white school, or what was what was it like for you? Well, see, I started off at like a mixed school, and then I went to, and then I went to like a severely white school where I was like the only, like I was the only like black kid there, and I was still like half black, so mm. it was pretty, it was pretty white. And then for my high school, it was more mixed, oh, but okay. I found myself hanging out with more of like the skaters and like. Yeah. They were kind of mixed, but it was mostly white. It was like yeah. it was really weird. Like in Canada, at my school, it was like the black kids were all like ghetto. Uh, the, <laughs> they were the, all like the ghetto kids who like you said the went, black who didn't kids even live around. Yeah, the black kids were okay. all the ghetto kids. They didn't even like go live around the area of the school. They were like bust in from like downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> and then like the white kids were like the stoners and the skaters and the jocks. Uh, and then they were like the losers. I don't know, man. It was just like. So you it was just interesting to 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 find to fit into there because it was like either you had to be like super ghetto or you had to be oh. like a stoner or like a you had to like fit in somewhere right. So how did you? And I just found myself like in between. That's what I was gonna groups, say. Like, how, what was your friend yeah. group like? If you don't mind saying, like, did you end up going with the blacks and getting ghetto? No, I, de I, de I definitely wasn't with the blacks. I was okay. more like in the stoner skater okay. zone, whites. That's interesting. But. uh there was still, like, I still hung out with, like, certain black kids, like, it was just, like, in between. Like, I was still even in between, even with, like, that group, you know? Yeah. It was, like, you were, you were like, kind of in between. Like, you are never, like, fully on one side or fully on the other. It was just, like... Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. That's how it was, too. I never, I never was into... And I wasn't popular in school. Like, I played sports, so people knew me, knew me from sports, but I wasn't, like, the popular kid... And I went to, um, in high school, I went to a predominantly white high school, and it was, like, in this nice area. Yeah. And um, the popular kids were the white kids who played the football and played all the sports. And right. that's what all the girls liked. The girls liked all the popular kids. And the black kids, there was, like, not that many of them, but there were enough there to be, like, a diverse school, right? But okay. But the black they, kids They weren't were, on the football team? Yeah, they were all on the football team. And that's, that's oh, okay. where... Um, but I never fit in with the black kids either. Like I was never like yeah. a part of the black group because there was only so many black kids. So, mm -hmm. um, they all hung around together, but I never hung out with them because I didn't feel yeah. like I was them, but I never hung out with the, the rich white people, even though I knew them, but I didn't hang out yeah. with them because I didn't, I didn't speak their language either. So I had like my little small group where Don't we were just. Don't tell me Joel was alone at lunch. No, I had alone. friends. I have, I have friends, but I had like three. But I was okay yeah. with it because, yeah, yeah, we were just like, I was. We were comfortable with each other, and it wasn't no like black white type of thing. Yeah, that's so uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's what like in elementary yeah. school. I remember it was so diverse that no one even thought about it because like the everyone was different. So it was just like, and we were kids. Yeah. So we didn't even think about race like that. Exactly. But then, like, once high school hit, it became, like, an issue. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. i tell you... Uh, Interesting stuff. Yeah, i tell you one um, one last thing, and then uh, um, I'll let you go here. I don't know if you have anything else you want to bring up, but um, I went to a black school one year in sixth 
grade and <laughs> and I had lived in like these apartment buildings and across the street from the apartment building was the the black school and my cousin had went there so that's why my mom had put me in it and um it was so ghetto like it was so ghetto <laughs> in the sense of that like from the beginning, I remember never being able to fit in. Like the the black kids would try to pick on me because they thought I talked different or um, yeah, it was, was it's different. the talking. It's because you don't talk ghetto, right? Yeah, like, oh, you talk white, right? Talk white. I'm like, well, I'm just speaking English, right? Like, <laughs> I'm just talking my right. I'm just talking my language. So they used to try to pick on me and, and beat me up. But the crazy thing is that uh, even though they liked me, even my friends would still like to fight, and I didn't come from that, so I didn't like. Under, and it wasn't like just boys roughhousing. It was like this weird, like aggressive behavior that uh, oh, yeah. black kids had at the time that I just didn't understand. So it was always it was always problems. So that one year, that was it. My mom was like, "No, you gotta, we gotta get you with some uh, normal <laughs> Bro, functioning I, I people." <laughs> I remember. Okay, I got two. If we're talking about times uh, black people have traumatized. So I got. <laughs> so this isn't trauma, but like. When I was when we were looking at schools for like what was it uh, middle school, uh, when me and my mom were looking for schools, we mm-hmm. went into the like the school that was closest to the house, and it was like a more black school, right? And the first thing that we smelled when we went into the school was someone had smoked a blunt, yep. right in the in the stairwell or whatever. Yeah, so my mom's like, "You're not going to school. I'm sending you up to the white school." <laughs> so you didn't even go and- at all. What? No, we went in. We we went in. We did the thing, but she's like, "You're not going." Wow. Smart lady. <laughs> yeah, smokes. Yeah, the Jamaican moms, they don't they don't like weed. But um second yeah. thing, when I was in high school, I remember like kids used to come up from that neighborhood from downtown and they'd be coming up with like red bandanas on their face, like all yeah. ganged out and they'd be coming like waiting at school for like kids to rob. <laughs> and I remember watching this and like, Holy crap, man, like these people are animals. No, just, that's like, a good point. On people. Go ahead. Hmm? No, they're just pouncing on, and like mostly white kids. Like they weren't pouncing on like colored kids. They're choosing little white kids at random yeah. and just pouncing on them and like stealing yeah. their stuff. I remember watching it and being like, "Wow, this is so wrong." This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, fights all the time. I remember, and it's it's crazy because what what I realized in that was happening then, like you um, you kind of were making the point is that the black kids were we're trying to be a reflection of what they see in their neighborhoods or their homes. So like they would try to be pretend to be gangsters and they would try to talk and walk gangster. And this is sixth grade. And they would like yeah. try to act like these thugs that they see probably in their neighborhoods or in their family. And they would try to do that with me and like try to be all aggressive in that way. And I was just kind of like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I just wasn't used to it, so I didn't know that at that, that at that time they were just being fun or playful, even though that's not how you be playful with people. But they were just trying to be what they know to be. But it was just a it was just a mess. We had to get out of there quick and in a hurry. <laughs> you, only, you how long did you last at that school? Six what, months. Yo, one, no, I went the whole year. So I went the whole oh. year, and then. Uh, yeah, seventh grade. I went to a, a a whole different school, whole different city. We 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 left that place. He enacted white flight. <laughs> <laughs> we 
But I appreciate it, Zenny. Uh, good yeah, combo. Brother. Good topic. Yeah, man. Good combo, brother. All right, man. Have a good rest of your day, all right? All right, you too. Um, <laughs> mix, mix baby problems. You, you don't fit in with the blacks. You're not black enough. You don't fit in the whites. You're not white enough. <laughs> but I don't regret, like, I don't know. I don't even think that, I know people say that it's better to not mix, mix the races and just be pure breed. And if you're black, marry a black, white, marry a white. Like, I don't, I wouldn't say that I'm mad about me being mixed, even though I look black. So I guess I don't really have it as bad as maybe some other people. I don't know. I don't care. But, um, like, I don't see it. I don't regret anything or feel like this wasn't fair or feel like, um, that if I was one color more than the other, I would have had an easier life. No, because I never identified with that stuff. Like, I always just felt like me. I felt like me then. I feel like me now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, maybe there would be less challenges if there was, if if you were a specific, you could be generalized in a, a specific way because people's hearts are obviously evil. And Satan uses anything he can to try to, like, tear somebody down. So I can see how there's challenges there, but I don't think it has to be that deep. I got to end right now, but let me get to Rick. Rick, you have 30 seconds, and I got to end the show. Um... But 30 seconds, make it quick. Oh, my brother. All is well. How are you? I'm fine, my brother. I can relate to you, Joel, because I grew up in Gary, Indiana, which is predominantly black, you know. Um, okay. You know, it's not that I felt out of place, but, you know, I didn't experience a lot of di diversification in different races, so I joined the military. Because uh. Gary was predominantly black. Then um, when I would go to Birmingham... It was predominantly black when my mom and mom and dad was raised at. And I didn't experience diversity until I um, joined the military. I started seeing more whites, more Hispanics, more Asians, yeah. Africans. And I just started seeing the world, you know, once I joined the military. And um, What was it like for you? Uh, what was it like for you being amongst or just living amongst? I guess that's the only, only thing you knew. But what was it like living amongst the blacks at that time? You know, I was always we out of control. You know, trying to trying to be tough. You know, and the, and the girls are trying to be all loud. So, you know, you know the same when they say, um, you you see two black girls with a white girl. Most times they say the black girls are spending the white girl's money. Uh, <laughs> you, but, know, uh, you know, you know, you, you you man, that's just how it was. You know, yeah. and um, and um, you know, nowadays now. Most time when whites hang around um, blacks, they mostly liberal whites, liberal whites and liberal yeah. blacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they relate, they relate on on that in that way. Um, yeah. Man, I, there's so much I want to ask you about that because, like, uh, 
it's just so different the way how I grew up. But call me again. I got to end the show. If you can call me again, maybe tomorrow a little bit sooner, um, maybe we could pick back up on this. But uh, I got to end the show, Rick. I think, Thank you for calling. Appreciate hey, it. Love you guys. Keep up the good work, there, Joel. Today is Friday. Right on, man. Right on, Rick. Talk to y'all later, brother. Love y'all. Be good. All right, you as well. I got in, <laughs> and his phone was all jacked up. But I got in. American Anchor Baby coming in for an amazing show. You don't want to miss it. Check out American Anchor Baby, James Hake, The Hake Report, Jesse Lee Peterson Show. Don't. Don't be sleeping on the JLP network. That's a mistake. Don't make the mistake. Follow me across all platforms, Joel Friday TV. Share, like, subscribe so we can get the message out, y'all. Until next time, I got to go. And I also am in control of my board here. But till next time, y'all, bye.